0: Hey, everyone. We are excited to have you with us today for our episode, Just Say No. No, 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 no. Yes. Today we are going to be discussing that magical word. And I really debated on that title for this episode because Just Say No is totally flashing me back to sixth grade, the D.A.R.E. program about not doing drugs. (laughs) (laughs) So you're
1: welcome. Hey, it worked for you, right?
0: Yeah, but I just feel like we really need a a strong title for this episode. So I am sticking to my guns on the just say no title.
1: Okay. So,
0: Jessica, we're going to be talking about saying no today.
1: Okay. (laughs) It's a tough subject. So, do you,
0: I know, I feel the same way. Do you (laughs) feel like you struggle when somebody asks you to do something that you don't have like time,
1: ability, or energy for? Oh, absolutely. I kind of love that we are talking about this because last year, my 2020 goal was learning how to say no. And as silly as that sounded when I first wrote it down, like it came from many, many years of like sacrificing myself, my time, my abilities just to get everything done And then I felt exhausted constantly. And so I'm really glad that you're bringing this one up because it's definitely something that I have struggled with and that will probably still continue to struggle with it. But now I feel like I'm coming from a much healthier place
0: good. I feel like it's definitely something that I have struggled with and still struggle with as well. And it's funny to me because in talking to my husband, I realized not everyone has this problem, particularly, I don't know, maybe it's just my spouse male that I live with, but he's just like, Oh really? If, if I don't have time, then I just tell him no. And I'm like, what? That is my to me. I know. So, so I definitely think it's, in my perspective, anyways, it's something that I feel like we see more as wives. And I'm just, I'm wondering why you think we, we feel obligated to sometimes do those tasks. Like, what do you think we're experiencing when we say yes to something that we really don't have the ability to take on?
1: You know, I, I, for me, I'm a bit of a people pleaser. And when I say a bit, it's not a bit. I'm a people pleaser. It's been a long time coming to finally realize how bad of a people pleaser I was. I wanted to be seen as helpful. I wanted to be seen as humble. I wanted to be seen as Christ-like. And to say no to something just made me feel like I was ignoring the person in need. And just saying that, I realized when I was saying that, I was ignoring myself in need. You know? Yeah, I
0: think I'm the same way. I think I'm a people pleaser. I think if if it's somebody that has helped me in the past, I'm like, oh man, they've helped me. I, Not that I owe them, but oh, they've been there for me. I need to be there for them. I feel guilty like, oh my gosh, how how can I put myself above that other person? And I think that those are all very real feelings. And so I think we just need to kind of talk through the realities behind saying no. And for me personally, I've been reading a book by Michael Hyatt, and it's called Free to Focus. And he has an en- an entire chapter on saying no. And it wasn't until I started reading this book that I realized I really have a problem saying no. For me, I, I was experiencing what you talked about. I feel like I am constantly overbooked, overwhelmed, exhausted. But I think, and I think I had identified all of that, but it was not until I read this chapter that I was like, oh my gosh, the root of that problem is coming from me not being able to say no. So that was really enlightening to me. Was that something that you feel like you identified pretty easily, Jessica?
1: I think it took a long time for me to realize that I was the cause of my exhaustion You know, I, me having a hard time saying no to someone and feeling like I was being seen as um, somebody that wasn't always there to, to help somebody or, oh, if I say no, then they're going to think this about me and... So, coming to that realization of this is really important to have that boundary, I didn't have a book. i I wish I did have this book. Um, it sounds like a good one to have. And so you said that it's called "Free to Focus by yes. Michael Hyatt. Okay. I think it, it might actually, you
0: know what? I think I misquoted. I think it's Freedom to Focus, but it's by Michael Hyatt. He has a podcast. He, he has this entire book, and it's all about focusing on certain priorities in your life. And I honestly, I started with the saying no chapter. And so it has really spurred me to read the rest of his book. But I, I really love it. So if you get a chance, definitely pick up a copy of his book. And one of the most powerful portions of that chapter essentially said that whether we realize it or not, we're saying no to things. And that really caught me off guard because I'm like, no, I feel like I am juggling everything. I say yes to everybody. I'm trying to be the hero to all. But what he's basically saying by that is by saying yes to obligations that we really don't have the bandwidth for, we are subconsciously saying no to other things because we only have so many minutes each day. We only have the emotional capacity for so much. And so... To kind of give an example of that, if, you know, I am a working mom and I've only got two hours of seeing my son in the evening before he goes to bed. And so if I'm booking up every evening helping other people, I'm saying no to time with my son. I'm saying no to preparing a home-cooked meal for him. And so... I may not actually be walking up to my son and saying, no, I'm not going to spend time with you. But by making certain decisions, I'm I'm choosing to say no to things. And that was just absolutely mind-blowing to me because I was like, well, dang, I feel like I've been saying yes to everything, but actually I am saying no to certain things. And so... It, it really changed my behavior in that if I'm going to be saying no to things, I want to choose what I'm saying no to and I want to make sure they're aligning with what
1: my priorities are and where I want to be really putting my time. While you were talking about that, I was thinking um, one of my biggest things that I had to learn to say no to, and it's still a struggle, is... I enjoy having a, a clean home. <laughs> I enjoy having it organized and just accomplishing my to-do lists in the day. But I also have like an awesome group of mom friends that we like to get together with. And they'll text me frequently like, hey, bring the kids down. Let's just hang out this afternoon. And I'm already swamped with laundry, dishes. I, I haven't planned out dinner that night. And I always felt guilty Um, So I would just say yes of course and I would be there and try to enjoy time with friends but in the back of my mind it's you have to go home to a dirty house. You still haven't planned dinner. Don't forget to do all that laundry. And so by saying yes to hanging out with them I was saying no to having the happiness of an organized home knowing that dinner was going to be ready and those types of things. So I have said no to hanging out with friends occasionally when I just feel like I need to say yes to myself because I need to have a cleaner home and that will make me happier. So I, it's been tough yeah. saying no to friends. I think that's been really hard. Yeah, and I think uh, some areas that I thought of that
0: probably often just get the default no without us even realizing it are possibly our kids, our spouse, And I think ourselves, like you said, hobbies, self-care, I think those are often things that it's just, we default to no without even realizing it because we're just stacking so many other things on top that we're saying yes to. And another thing I found really intriguing about this book was that it actually had a study done by a Harvard professor named William Urie. And he did, like I said, the study on saying no, and he really breaks down responses to a request into three different categories. And so I just want to kind of talk about those. The first is accommodation, which is, I think, a big problem for a lot of women. We say yes, even though we want to say no. We say yes, because we feel obligated. We feel yes, because we feel guilty. We, feel, we, we say yes, because we feel like we have to. And so we accommodate it, even though we really don't have the ability to do it. We just do. The next one is attack.
1: So Jessica, any thoughts on what this could be? <laughs> attack? Without yeah. you talking about it, it just sounds like coming from almost like a, a, a victim mentality. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I kind of I kind of relate it to the straw on the camel's back and so We say no, but we don't do it in a constructive, positive way. It's like, it's like they walk away going, whoa, I feel like that was really over the top for the request I made. And it's deep down, it's because my gosh, we have said yes, a thousand times. And this just happened to be the thousandth and one request. And so we lash out because really we, we feel like lashing out on the past, thousand things so that's the next way to respond is attack and then another way to respond is avoidance which I don't know if you've ever experienced this but it's like somebody will ask you to do something maybe they shoot you a text and you're like ah just going to give that a couple hours. Maybe they'll find a babysitter elsewhere, or maybe they'll make other arrangements. And then, you know, you get a follow-up text and generally avoiding a request really doesn't make it go away either. And so all of those are not positive ways of dealing with a request. And I think sometimes we even end up with a blend of these responses, you know, maybe we're trying to avoid it and then they just keep requesting, requesting, requesting. And so finally, we just make the accommodation and we do it even though we don't have the ability. Or we attack, we lash out, we hurt their feelings because we didn't do it in a great way. And so then we end up accommodating them because we feel bad for lashing out. So they're all kind of intertwined, but really none of them are healthy. But he does give another way that is just called affirmation. And I really, really like this. So Y'all get ready, because I'm about to seriously lighten your (laughs) no-load. Okay? My (laughs) no-load. Your (laughs) no-load. So, all you have to do, and I say this kind of jokingly because it sounds easy, and I know that it sounds easy, but it's not. But you just have to give a clear, closed-ended, but kind and respectful decline to their request. Ooh, I want to know an example, (laughs) Erin. I know. (laughs) So here's what I am, here's a great example of a what not to do that Erin always does, okay? Somebody will say, hey, you used to make wedding cakes, so can you help me make a three-tier cake for my daughter this weekend, Like, I'm not even kidding. This happens to me. And I will just be like, oh man, I've worked 50 hours this week and I feel like I haven't even seen my son. And, you know, it's my anniversary this weekend. Hmm. And so I will say no, what I feel like is no. And I'll say, actually, If you could maybe text so-and-so and and see if they could help you, and then if they're not available, I can probably help you out. I'll do something like that because in my mind, I'm like, problem solved, but I wasn't a jerk. (laughs) Well, then here's what happens. The next day, they're like, hey, I text so-and-so. They're not available. And then I'm dealing with it again. Yeah. Bad, 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 bad. So really what I, and here I'm going to give you another example of what not to do. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, actually, this weekend's not good. I, you know, it's my anniversary. And then they'll be like, oh, well, are you going out of town? Or could I come over in the morning? Or what if I move my daughter's party to next weekend? And they will try to accommodate my schedule to fit themselves in, even though. It, it may not even necessarily be my calendar. It may be that I don't have the mental bandwidth or I literally just do not have the time from week to week. And so then I feel awkward and so I end up accommodating them. So another bad idea. You do not know, like you do not owe anyone an explanation for why you can't do anything. People need to respect your schedule. They need to respect your emotional and mental capacity for the workload you have. And so you just need to say oh my gosh, I'm so excited for your daughter's birthday. That's going to be such a great time. And I love that you're trying to do something special for her. But I'm sorry, I can't help you.
1: That's it. Which, does that not sound so hard? Yes. I was just thinking of a time about my friend who has Friday night date night. That is date night. And I've asked her several times. And she just says, I love you, but no. And that's it. Yeah, and I... When I heard
0: your explanation, I I admired that. I admired that she valued that time enough that I could tell that was a priority. And to me, that doesn't come off offensive. It doesn't come off rude. You can tell she really still cares about your friendship. And there's probably a level of her that would still really love to be at that activity, But she values the boundaries that she has set up. And I think if you do it in the correct way, this is a very similar type of thing. People will recognize you have a lot going on. You have your own priorities. You have your own family and your own tasks to attend to. And I think that they will probably admire the fact that you can set those boundaries. But like I said, be very, very careful in in leaving things open. Because even if you say, oh, I'm just completely swamped this month. I've because I've done it, Jessica, I have done it. If I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm just swamped at work this month. Well, their son's party is next month. So now they want help next month. And so if it's not, if it truly is not something that you are willing to do, you need to make that clear in a respectful, kind way. And that's the thing, you've got to make sure that you're still coming off in a loving way that shows that you value the friendship with that person. But you do need to just make their expectation very clear because there are people that will just keep pushing and pushing unless you really close the door for that opportunity.
1: I'm loving this. I'm just like in the seat taking notes.
0: (laughs) So I, I kind of want to know, out of accommodation, attack, avoidance, what's kind of your style when you feel like you struggle saying no? What what do you struggle with? Now that you've heard all of my <laughs> shortcomings with the no department. Oh, Erin, I don't have any shortcomings. <laughs> that actually wouldn't surprise me (laughs) no
1: you are are who I aspire to be (laughs) if you aspire to be a failure oh Aaron 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 (laughs) (laughs) no um reading or listening to all the things that you were saying about accommodation attack and avoidance I feel like I do a little bit of each and sometimes I feel like I do one um, maybe more on a family member. And then the other style I'll do on like somebody in the neighborhood. You know, Some it depends on yeah. for avoidance, I guess. I personally don't do that because I would never want somebody to do that to me, even though it has happened to me several times. But I guess I don't do avoidance. But if, if I don't know them at all, that would be easier for me to do the avoidance thing. I mean, coming
0: I like the perspective you're coming from where you're like, I don't really do that. But coming from somebody that you feel like people have avoided a request from you, wouldn't you rather have them just be upfront with their their deny to take on the request? I mean, wouldn't you rather just have them say, you know what, Jessica, I'm sorry, that's not going to work for me, than just ignore your text or ignore your call altogether?
1: Absolutely. That's what I was getting to I would never avoid somebody to answer something um, and waiting for them to just move on to somebody else because I wouldn't want to feel that way if if it was really no I would push avoidance out of the way and probably either go from attack or accommodation because avoidance just isn't one of those things that I do well I guess
0: I love what you said about I think I do things differently for family members and for others because that wasn't something I had thought of. But mm-hmm. I do think that often we lash out on the people that are closest to us. And I know personally, I I know I've lashed out on like my sister or my spouse. And I know, you know, sometimes I have to go to my husband later and say, I'm so sorry. Like I overreacted that that did not require that. And I have to apologize. And when I explain like, these are all of the things today that have stressed me out to the point I lashed out that way. It's because I have accommodated all these other requests that really I don't have the bandwidth for. And so now I'm, it is that straw on the camel's back. And isn't that unfortunate that we're letting that happen? So I think that's that kind of plays to the importance of saying no because. It's not just for our own mental health. It's not for our own time and schedule and all of these things, but it's for the people that we love because if we are constantly, like I said, overwhelmed, overworked, exhausted, you know, overstretched, we're going to kind of be at our wits end all the time. And it is, you are literally just a ticking time bomb and you are waiting for that straw. And so I think it's also for the health of just kind of all of our relationships in general.
1: Yes. I was thinking about accommodation, attack, or avoidance. I think another A word for saying no is called awkward. And that that's probably more my style of saying no. It's awkward. I will say no, but I will give a very long, almost victim-like reason of like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I can't sing in this funeral because my daughter's home with COVID and my son has a nose that just won't stop running. And, you know, my baby's crying and pooped out of her clothes. And like, I will give this long (laughs) list of reasons why so somebody would understand and be like, oh my gosh, you sound like you're suffering. It's okay for you to say no. And you know what? That doesn't serve anything besides making me sound like a whiny victim person. I think I'm just so nervous about saying no.
0: You want to feel justified. Yeah. You want to feel justified in saying no. And I think that's, I totally get that. And I think every mom out there feels that way. You would try to avoid saying no at all costs. And then when you do, you feel like you have to offer, it's like I said, oh, it's my anniversary this weekend. I've got all these other things. You feel like you have to justify. You feel like you have to rationalize. I'm so sorry that I have to say no. When really, you don't. If you're just completely burned out, if your kid has been in timeout every day this week and they, or you are just trying to potty train and that is the hardest thing you've ever done in your life, because that's where I'm at right now, I shouldn't have to tell somebody I am so mentally burned out from trying to make my son sit on the toilet. You should just be able to say, you know what? Sorry, that's not going to work for me. And that's it. And I feel like that's really the mind shift I'm trying to kind of get into everyone's mind is you do not have to provide anyone an explanation. You don't have to justify it. In your own mind, you need to really give yourself the power of saying no and take away all of the guilt, all of the responsibility that tends to be weighing you down with declining a request because... I'm not going to lie. This is not an easy thing. It's something I've been working on for months, but guess what? It's like anything else. It's like playing the piano or anything else. The more you do it, the better you get at it and the easier it gets. And so I have found myself being more tactful in how I can say no. I have found myself being more realistic and being better to Like better able to identify my ability to take on projects. And so the more you work at this, the easier it gets and the better it gets. And I just, life is possible without having to be overwhelmed all the time. It truly is.
1: Thinking back on how I used to say no, like my awkward self and how I tried to learn to say no this past year, I still offer some little piece of thank you so much for thinking of me, but... I'm unable to or oh that's so thoughtful that you think I'm talented enough you know but I can't.
0: Yeah I love that. I feel like those are all really gracious ways of just thanking them for the opportunity but still closing that door as to like no this isn't something I can do. I actually really like those examples that was great.
1: What you said about it gets easier coming from last year where I had to like figure this out. I wish I would have had this book honestly I just came from a place of. I don't feel good when this happens. I don't feel good having to say no to somebody, but I really don't feel good when I'm overstraining myself and it had to change. And this book would have been so much easier, but throughout last year, I was trying to figure out different ways of saying no and it really helped to keep trying and keep going. And now I come from a cleaner place of being able to just say it. And have that boundary because now when I say no to something, I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes to whatever it is that I truly need. I'm saying yes to playing with my kids. I'm saying yes to being able to clean my home. I'm saying yes to sitting in the tub. Yes. yes I'm absolutely. Saying yes to finally shaving my legs. Holla. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a freedom. It's total freedom. I, I 100% agree. Yeah.
0: And it does. It does get easier. It does. You do get the sense of freedom. And I am actually very impressed that it was something that you figured out on your own, because like I said, I had been feeling weighed down by that, but I I was having a hard time understanding the root of that problem. And so I think you summed things up perfectly there. I think whether you recognize it or not, when you're saying yes to every request that comes your way, you're likely subconsciously behind the scenes, you're saying no to things. And so I would just take a moment to kind of evaluate and determine what am I saying no to? What am I putting on the back burner that I'm just not getting to because I'm not allowing myself to do that? And I would just say, change that mindset. Because in the end, saying no does not make you any less of a super mom. In fact, I think it makes you Even better because it allows you to focus on the things that are most important to you and it really lets you take control and have that freedom to feel like you can focus on what you want to. Again, I appreciate all of you tuning in today. Let us know what things you've struggled saying no to. Let us know how you are doing with the no journey because it was a struggle for us. And I would love to know how you're doing. And we would love to support you in your transformation to being a no mom. So let us know how that's going. And yeah, let us know any challenges you run into, any
1: successes, because we would love to celebrate those with you. Till next time. Bye. We want to be a part of your adventure too. So submit your topics, questions, or silly stories to us at motherhoodadventurepod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes.
0: Become part of our mom tribe by following us on Facebook and Instagram so you don't miss a mess-filled mom moment. Thanks for joining us through our journey of tantrums, triumphs, and teamwork. Till next time.